she's just leaned out the window and was like, oh, the fucking road, you And I was like, welcome to Bangor. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we take a not-so-deep dive into countries and activities from around the world. I'm Tom. I'm Sam. And I'm Ed. As you probably noticed, we're not in Ed's living room or Kev's living room. We are in our respective living rooms because we've gone virtual. And we're three years late, but we're very modern now. You say that, the 25 minutes it took for us to work out how microphones (laughs) and cameras work. Yeah. would probably suggest otherwise it's actually only 21 minutes but you know um who's, who's counting <laughs> so so we're back from our we had a little little break tom went on a, on a small little short boring ride across wales we'll talk about that for a bit yeah, yeah. um keep fucking but, denigrating but, it as well <laughs> but first a bit of housekeeping i can't remember which episode it was but one of the last episodes we talked about watermelons and how um tom is sad that tesco's can't get the big watermelons yeah we actually had a listener explain why tesco's never has big watermelons and you always have to go to the turkish shop what's his name kyle and kyle says the answer to the tesco watermelon question previous big tesco employee they are bought in quantity (laughs) and to fit a shelving planogram if we had massive watermelons the stock out back would take up too many cages and not fit the shelves and wouldn't be able to guarantee box quantity so basically they just want small watermelons because they can't handle the size. Even in big Tesco. Even in big Tesco. So, Crazy. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's mad because like, I had a friend of a friend who, were, who worked for Mars and Pedigree. You know, like Mars owns everything or whatever. Mm. Uh, and she worked for Pedigree. Well, Mars, and, yeah, like Mars, yeah, yeah. But they're, they're part and of Pedigree like, is a dog food. Yeah, they're part of a giant conglomerate. And so Mars own like pedigree, whiskers, loads of other brands. And she used to be the person who negotiated where pedigree dog food goes in supermarkets, like what aisle, how close to the end of an aisle. It's like, it's like like real estate. You like, they rent it and they, or they buy it off. They rent it for supermarkets. Cause it's like, it's it's all about like consumer eye line and where like, there's loads of like corporate psychology behind it. Um, so it doesn't. It didn't surprise me when Kyle, thanks for doing detective work, Kyle, told us about that. It's it's fascinating. It's a shame. But it's mm, it's a shame because big watermelons. When you go to a Turkish shop, they just look like they're better. It's it's <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's Eastern European summer. You know, it's, it's yeah. the joy of joys. Um, talking about Eastern European summer, actually, we'll talk about it later. But I'm I'm going to Poland and all the Baltic states, uh, but I have no plans. So I need you to tell me what to do. And I'm sure, Tom, you know all the places that need to be visited, all the monuments. I've, I'll be honest, like, I've only been to Poland once, and I've only been to Estonia and Latvia once. And they were both, and well, one was quite successful. One was very successful, but the other two not so. I'll tell you more about it later. Yeah, you will. But, I mean, the, the viewers, listeners can't see this, but you've got two bikes behind you. Which yeah. one did you take to Wales? Top one, the fancy one, the silver one. Can you elaborate? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess not. I guess it was about God, about a month ago. I think I uh, went on a cycle, little cycling holiday. I call it little because I can. Ed, you can't call it little because it's not fair, and you can do it. Um, I've never been on a cycling holiday. I actually but, would. I think I would like it, but I just don't cycle. So it's it's like it's it's fun and sort of like infuriating in equal measure. So I so I, I planned it for a while. 
I wanted to ride from north of Wales back home. So I live in the south of Wales in Cardiff, um, for our international listeners. So I took a train up to Bangor and then I cycled back over four days from Bangor back to Cardiff, taking in all of the mountain ranges I wanted to do and like bits of the country I hadn't been to before. And yeah, it was really fucking hard and really fun. And it pissed down most days, unsurprisingly. I'll I'll do like a a full like day by day, like recap if you want. But it's nice. What do you mean at some point? Well, I'll I'll get to it. We'll get to it later. It's really like I've I've done a few cycle holidays. I start like cycling holidays is what got me into cycling. When I finished uni, me and my mates cycled to Denmark. And the year after, we went to Barcelona. And I cycled a bit in Romania. But this was my first, like, UK cycle holiday. You got, it looks like you got a question, Ed, or you're about to sneeze. <laughs> no, um, how did you get to Denmark? Did you go, like, I hope you didn't just, like, cycle to, like, the east coast of the UK and then get a boat. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went up to we went up to Hull, and then we got a boat all the way across the fucking Roskilde. No, no, we um we, we cycled from no, we got to Calais, so we took the train to Dover because fuck cycling through that part of England is shit. And then we we got the we got the boat to Calais, and then cycled up from Calais, so like Belgium, Netherlands, Germany, and then up. And just camping nice. then? No, 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 I don't do camping. I I. <laughs> I, no, let me rephrase that. I that, will. Wait, camp. That sounded so middle class. I got no, no, no. Don't do camping. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I get it. A lot of people do. I don't because after like ten hours of riding a bike, the last thing I want to do is fucking put up a tent. I just want hot shower, relatively uncomfortable roadside hotel bed, um, and I just want to find the nearest pub and get drunk. And camping just doesn't appeal to me. And it also, it, like, you have to pack loads of stuff. It adds loads of weight to the bike. And mm. if you want to, like, get a, a bit of a move on and do, like, average, like, 25 kph, you need to try and think about being light. Have you seen those tents you can get where the bike is the tent poles? Not interested. What? So you take off the front wheel, <laughs> right? You hook the tent to your handlebars, and then you put the front wheel at the end of the other side of the tent. It's a one-man tent. It's like a coffin. Oh, right. It's like a... Then, then, is it like a, more like a bivy, then? Pretty much a bivy, yeah. But you, your bike becomes the tent pegs and poles, I, and yeah. I don't trust it. Some fucker would, like, steal it or kick Steal it. your front tyre, yeah. <laughs> yeah, steal my front wheel. I'm not... I don't want that. I've got, I've got fancy pants carbon wheels. You have, like yeah. So, yeah, so... On this trip, I stayed at in a mixture of youth hostels, Airbnbs, and then I treated myself to a fancy like pub pub <laughs> with rooms on the last night. It was very nice. Uh, yeah, I think like I sent you a picture when I was about to go up. I, I took the train up to Bangor from Cardiff, which is an absolute mission because public transport in Wales is fucked. It's completely I bet you had to go through. You could. I bet you had to go through England as well. Yeah, I ended up. In, I ended up in like not Shrewsbury. There's a place between Shrewsbury. It's like outside Chester. It's just grim. You know, it's like when it starts getting to the north. <laughs> You're like, oh god. Is it Telford? I think we might have gone through Telford. Oswestry. It wasn't Oswestry. Are you looking at a map now? Because there's no yeah, way. No have, you got, have, you got a, <laughs> have you got like the TFL map? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just always have it open next to me. But, but um, no TFL, TFW, God. Um, 
So yeah, I got to Bangor and then I stayed in some, oddly enough, I got off the train, sat into my Airbnb and some fucking dickhead in a pink, like, you know, like those Barbie pink cars, you know, there's that type of, the type of person who owns that type of car. Mm. She just got, she's just leaned out the window and was like, get off the fucking road, you And I was like, welcome to Bangor. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so I sort of brushed that off, had a couple of beers, had some food, went to bed and started cycling the next day. And it was, I think day one, day one was like the longest with the most climbing and the all right weather. It was like 135k, 140k-ish, two and a bit thousand meters of climbing, like all through Snowdonia. It was just stunning. I was on my own, just sunny for most of the day, but I I got like I'll send I'll, I'll put some pictures I'll send some pictures across and put them like behind or whatever, and it was just like going out of Lamberis, seeing Snowdon, just sheep, not many cars on the road. I saw a peacock, not a wild one, we don't have them here, ah. but like no, and it was just. Yeah, just back roads. How did you see a peacock then if it wasn't wild? Like, I don't you know. I was, just, I was cycling out of Bangor and the, the GPS took me some random way. I was going up this like mega steep hill and there was just a fucking peacock walking up the road. And so I wasn't, it was wild? No, it must have been someone's because no yeah. one, because, you know, I don't live in the Indian subcontinent or Iran <laughs> yeah. where they're native to. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, it was just, if it's there on its own, it's not like it's going on a stroll and then going back home for dinner. Yeah, he might be like some country house. Or it's something. like an outdoor cat. Yeah. It's a peacock. <laughs> yeah. it's a peacock. <laughs> There's one chill. in the Forest of Dean, actually, near a place what? where I go climbing, a, a peacock. Well, a wild one. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Chilling something. Yeah, like a feral one. Yeah, no, um, no. it's like a like a pet, I guess. Do you have a yeah, pet some... peacock? Yeah, well, I don't see why not. Why would they come back? Like in the, the evening? Because oh. they know that's where they get food from. Yeah, like cats. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't have like you wouldn't if you had like um some people have birds caged. And they oh, don't just think, open the window. Think yeah, think how much the iron bill would be for making a peacock cage. It's just yeah, literally be fucking massive. You've got to let yeah. it roam. You got yeah, peacock, yeah, but, you gotta let me fly. <laughs> Any other bird. Can peacocks you... fly? No, that's the quote from the other guys, that terrible um, Will Ferrell film. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. Uh it's Mark Wahlberg, he's a prick, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? He just well, he, didn't he go to prison for like assault? I didn't know that. Uh, I, oh, I he's, got, he's got a checkered past. Oh. Yeah, look it up. Goodly fact check that. God, this we might be getting into like. Well, what's, oh, what's it called when you um? Yeah, no, he was he served oh, forty five days in the uh, house of correction. God for that, yeah. Otherwise, and then he quit his life of crime and found fame as the rapper Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So crime Mark. doesn't pay. Marking yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that's true because otherwise that's pretty libelous. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably Mark Marky Mark strikes me as quite a litigious man. Anyway, peacocks. So yeah, saw a peacock, cycled up a mountain, a few mountains, and then by the time I just like so when I do when I do like long bike rides, I always have lunch about 10, 20 kilometers over halfway. So there's nothing worse than like Sam, you cycle a lot. Nothing worse than being like, oh, I'll stop for an hour or like 30 minutes and have lunch. And then you're like, oh, I've got loads to go. Yeah. So yeah you can't over, be asked to move then. Yeah. Once you're over that hump, you're like, okay, I'll be fine. Yeah. And but unfortunately for me, that hump was like followed by another another hump. Another 1,000 meters of climbing. And I was oh, like, oh, nice. It's going to be grim. 
and I've got I'll I'll get nerdy about like gear selection in a bit. Um, but as I was as I was getting over the last hill, my knee started to hurt, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be gross. Then it started raining, and you know when it starts off, they have that like Welsh mist, and mm. it's like it's it's like a really fine like almost swirls in the air this sort of yeah like, and it soaks you through yeah it's almost like sea spray but it's just yeah constant <laughs> it's like barring. being in a cloud yeah it's like you know when you go on holiday and you, those fancy restaurants that have a fan and then like a little mister yes yeah yeah it's like yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like if a cold nation had that <laughs> all the time. um but yeah it just got heavier and heavier and then by the time i was getting into mccunfleth which is where i stayed the first night which is actually most famous recently for that one, that girl who got abducted and murdered. This is about 10 years ago. Still, maybe not that famous <laughs> Most anymore. recently. Yeah, well, not, mate, nothing, nothing happens up there. Um, and it was like a long, straight main road just getting overtaken by like 50 mile an hour cars. And it was raining. And I was like, I hate my life. This is the worst decision I've ever made. And I got some country and had some chips and curry sauce and life got better. Nice. Chips but and curry sauce makes everything better. It does, man. But I had to walk a fair distance to get it. And then also, like, I was in a hostel and it was a weird, a weird little, like, didn't have a lock. <laughs> just, who stays in a hostel a in my country? I, well, well, a bunch of people who were doing this, like, ultra trail running event across Wales. It was, like, ah, called, it was called the Dragon's Back and it was a bunch of posh English middle class people yeah. who were, like, fucking hate trail runners. And honestly, talking to them was an absolute fucking... That was the hardest part of the day. Just trying, just trying to have a civil conversation with a bunch of people who are like, you just have nothing in common with and just want to get away from. But, you know, that is, it is what it is. But anyway... Would you say that was the worst accommodation you had on your trip? Yeah. Uh, no, the room was all right. The room was fine. It was there was just... no lock on the door? No, on the main door to get in. On my room, there was a door. It was okay. On your room, there was a door? <laughs> yeah, in my room. In my room Sorry, then. Yeah, but it wasn't connected. It was just like a loose door. They just hung it up. <laughs> it was like a like a conversation start. Just propped now, up like, against the wall. <laughs> now, like to get into the hostel, there wasn't a lock, so you just walk in, um, which made me a little bit sketchy about like bringing my bike in. But you know, what choice do you got? But the room was like old nineteen sixties carpet. I seem to remember the wallpaper having lots of birds on it. And there was a chicken. Any peacocks? Out. There might have been a peacock. I, I feel like I would have remembered that if there had been. So maybe not. Um and also there was a rooster outside who was an absolute dickhead. And I had a couple of beers and I went to bed. You were doing this trip on your own, right? Yeah. Yeah. Burn. On my own with just my bike bags. So Maybe maybe this is a nice little segue into how I fucking packed my bike for this trip. Oh, well, actually, like, I put it in the chat, but uh, we had a recommendation from Scott, our avid listener, who said, like, if you've got any, like, travel tips and stuff like that. Travel what, tips, well, in general, like he said, uh, what would be interesting would be lesson learned, stuff like that. Pack as little as you can for any, any situation. How many uh, t-shirts did you have for seven? Was it seven days? Uh, it's only four days, so I'll go. I'll go through all of my clothes. Um, <laughs> I had bike helmet, obviously, don't want to die. Sunglasses. I'll do like a chamois. Uh, I've got bib shorts for the chamois. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So I had one one pair of bib four shorts. days non-stop pedaling. I thought if you didn't wear a chamois, you'd be fucked. Well, I've got. I'm pretty for the for the uninitiated. The chamois is the pad at the bottom of the cycling pair of cycling shorts that gives you like that tiny little bit of comfort. So yeah, I had uh, one pair of bib shorts, one jersey. 
two pairs of socks, luxury cycling socks, luxurious. Uh, a little cape that I can roll up and put in my back pocket, like a, like a rain cape. That was all my cycling clothes. And then I had like a pair of running shorts, like with pockets, one t-shirt, regular t-shirt, one pair of underpants, and one pair of regular socks. One pair of underwear for four that days. Makes, that makes sense, one pair of underwear. You wear it front ways, back ways, inside out, inside out, back ways. No, no, no. no. no, no, I'll, no I'll tell you for why. Um, that, that would actually work, though. So I think that's, that's a fair point. Um, the back way would be so uncomfortable, though. You've got a shitty dick. Like. No, because... because you Wait, only, what do you do to your underwear before you, like... No, because you only you only wear them off the bike. And that's only going to be like six hours in the evening. Oh, then, you only wear them off the bike. Yeah, you don't oh, wear so underpants that... when you wear cycling shorts. That's why it looks so causes good. causes chafage. Otherwise, did you use um, butter? Yeah, I use. I I took I took a little like squeezable. Honestly, uh, at this travel travel um you know travel fucking liquid dispensers. Yeah. filled it full of chamois chamois cream. Oh, that's chamois clever. Cream. Chamois cream Ed is basically a cream you put on your bike shorts pad and it, and it stops chafing. I was going to say the butter thing was definitely a joke, right? Like, I'm never sure with you guys. Because no, you know what? I think, I think, hold on. One sec, I'll be back. I'll show you. Uh, it's actually called butter. Oh, yeah, it's actually called butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chamois butter. I don't, I only really use it on long, long rides. So that was my clothes. But what what I do is every night when I get in the shower, whatever i like all my stuff gets washed in the shower with me so i'll wash mm. it with, with like I, my toiletries would be toothbrush which i cut in half to pack smaller nice yeah 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 Yeah, save that weight toothpaste deodorant bar of dove soap and that's all you need oh and, and lip lip bar because if it's sunny you can is it uv lip like, bar or sunscreen uh, uh, well, normally I would, but I checked the weather forecast the week before and it was pissing down for four days. So I thought I can probably leave that at home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had a pair of gloves just in case, which I needed on the last day because it was horrible. Horrible. Um, so that's all yeah, the clothes. And then I guess I if you've things... got to take a tent with you as well, that's just. It just adds up. And then I had, I had like some instant coffee. A few gels, some snacks, some like little effervescent, like mm-hmm. like Barocca, like sports Barocca, you know, mm. like that, yeah. that type of shit. Yeah. A spare, I had cleaning products just in case I had to clean the bike, which I did. Um, so like degreaser, some a tiny bit of lube, like a microfiber and a sponge, and an old toothbrush. And nice. then yeah. and then and then just like spares. So like a spare in a tube. Spare quick link. One spare tube. Set. Yeah, I have patches. Patch kit. Ah, okay. Are you not tubeless? Uh, no, I don't believe in tubeless on road. I think what? it's a gimmick. Nah. I also I run I run I actually put 28, 28 mil on with this, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Um so yeah, patch kits, one tube, quick link, good multi-tool with a chain breaker, a couple of decent tire levers, and then a spare set of brake pads just in case. Hmm. But it was fine, it didn't have any punctures or anything like that, no mechanicals. So it was all good. But then like my setup's really different. Like this, this is a little bag I put under my seat when I go normal cycling. But obviously I had a gigantic bag hanging off the back of my saddle. So yeah. that was all that was all my clothes. And then I had all my food on a little bag in top on top of the top tube. Um where I had like a power bank if I needed to recharge my Garmin. And then like a little frame bag where I kept all my tools and shit. Nice. So it's pretty nice. Mapping. 
Do you use a specific app or do you just use? I tend to use Kamut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamut, Kamut to plan, and then I'll tweak it because I don't really like how Kamut does it sometimes. On no, road. me either. I always, yeah. <laughs> And then I'll export that as GPX onto my Garmin. Yes, I'll just yeah, lo- cool. load up load up in the morning and then just go from there. Not as nerdy and stuff, but you said you've got instant coffee. Is that just for the morning in the hostel? Because you no, well, yeah, do you like... carry a stove? <laughs> or no, do you no. just munch on instant coffee? Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. So I um <laughs> I was really I didn't know whether Oh, that's another thing. So I I bought like coffee bags. Thinking oh, like it tea was... bags. Yeah, thinking it they'd be good what? rather than taking like you can buy them. They're they're not great, but they they do the job. Thinking it'd be like instant that. like instant coffee. I didn't want to carry loads of instant coffee, so I just get ground up and horrible. So I had a few of those. Um and I just have a couple of coffees in the morning and then get going. And then have some hummus or whatever. <laughs> get going. I would never have coffee before like cycling for a long time and just shit myself. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, obviously. Like that's that's the order. Luckily, I didn't get caught short very much. I just like the odd outdoor wee or something. Like I never. So no nature poos. No, no nature poos this time. I didn't take any toilet paper. I was gonna say, would you? Would you? Yeah, like a trowel and toilet paper. Why would I take a trowel? I just use leaves and then throw it into the into the bushes. Throw it. Just fling <laughs> <Yeah>. your poo. <laughs> yeah, full wilding. After, after you wiped, you, the, the poo can stay on the floor. Like it's not like. Yeah, you're not gonna do it on the side of the, on the road. Are you? <laughs> no, totally. But you gotta bury it. Have to, what about wildlife you... and stuff? It's not going to well, kill them. What about water? They're not allergic to curry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> if it water, you just yeah, it a bit further, it, she... it won't change. <laughs> yeah, sheep do it everywhere. So what's the problem? I guess. I don't know. I just feel like you always got to bury it. You definitely have to bury it if you're like camping and you're shitting next to your tent. Yeah. Who okay, shits I... next to their tent? Does it next with it? You're not going to walk a kilometer before you shit, are you? So, no, no at least a couple hundred meters. Depends how conscious you are. 200, you would walk 200. That is a lie. I I know it's a lie because I've seen you shit at least 20 meters next to our tent. Oh, it depends where we were. (laughs) Sometimes in the tent. In the desert, I I walk 200 meters away. I think Sam might have meant 20, 200 subways, which is an acceptable less. Yeah, yeah, Mm. that's a bit less. So yeah, that's all I packed, um, and I didn't do outdoor poos, which is handy. Um, I actually opened open Mastrava up so I can give you some actual facts and figures. One thing I have a bit of a caveat: day two got cut short massively. It was meant to be like 130k. I ended up doing about 30 because I had a bad knee, and my knee was in fucking so much pain um, that I was like, I was meant to go from McCuntleth down to cardigan which is uh like the north bit of pembrokeshire like the west coast of wales like north like yeah so southwest but the north bit of the south if that makes sense and i was was just going along i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to do it i ended up just wrecking myself so i went to aberystwyth and stayed the night there uh and aberystwyth is just devoid of everything especially out of term time when the students are there it's just nothing it is a a student town yeah a student town yeah it's like well it's a city it's a city but like it's a it's a student city. Yeah. Huh. There's like 10, 15,000 students there. And I've seen mid late July. There's no one. Um, so yeah, day one, them. it is very cool. Day one, 125K. So I overestimated 2,034 meters of climbing in just over six hours. You would have been so much quicker with the car. I would have been somewhat quicker. 
so average, <laughs> the average speed was 20 kilometers an hour, just over 20 kilometers an hour, which is a bit slow, but with that much riding. Oh, that reminds me, a bit unrelated, but you know those, the the Citroens, I think, those little electric cars. The Ami. Yeah, there you go, the Ami. I, I was at work, go out for lunch, and there's like seven of them next to each other. And basically it was just Citroen like just showing off and you could like do something to win one. I can't remember what you had to do. But and then I was just like, what are these things? Like I actually like I've seen them around, but what actually are they? And then I looked up uh, the maximum speed. It doesn't even reach a speed limit. It's 28 miles an hour, which is like 45 kilometers an hour they're literally designed to never leave the city aren't they? yeah but well, still the, you can't reach the, the, what what about roads that are the, 40 miles an hour they they exist in cities yeah they're not they're, they're not car they're not cars they're not classified as cars well, yeah classified. you can you can drive one when you don't even yeah. have a license do you yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah, classified they're, as like an electric basically a four-wheel electric bike but, but are they allowed on like but on, public roads, on the a <laughs> road for example uh i would I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't take one on a. <laughs> no, <laughs> either. Just like there's quite uh, a few two of those seats though. Like there's two seats. Like I know, um, Fiat have launched one, and it's got like a little rope curtain you can get in. Uh, this isn't isn't the best for like safety. Thatcher, uh, Thatcher <laughs> are releasing one soon as well. Yeah, there aren't there companies that hire them out. So it's like you know, Boris yeah, like, bikes. It's like those, yeah. but you get to hire the car. I think I think that's that what that thing was actually. They're trying to mm. see if that, that, there would be interest be for that in Bristol. That would be nervous. It'd end up at the bottom of the canal. Oh yeah, very quick. Like, do you remember those yo bikes that were in Bristol for ages? Yeah, and they just ended up on top of bus stops and in the canal. And top of bus stops is very impressive, to be fair. It was yeah, because those yeah. things were fucking heavy. Yeah. Anyway, I remember, so I tried to I win was... one. I'm, I haven't heard back yet. Oh, so I suppose I've got. You I haven't. I haven't has won. It got, has it got a sunroof? <laughs> just you with your head sticking out like a fucking pope mobile <laughs> i have to get you one of those like old-fashioned diving helmets to keep you dry uh, um... the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, some oh on a, a slight on a slight sort of tangent. There's some exciting Nerpa news on the horizon. I know we say that a lot, but there actually is this time, um, which we will get to in a subsequent episode. Uh, nice. Little uh, little dangler. Oh, I know what I should do on this episode. Actually, I'll do the Alpha Guest House of the places I stayed. That's a good idea. Spoilers: It's the place in the country. <laughs> 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 but we'll worse than the one with no lock. That was the moment no luck. Oh, it, was, okay. it, was, it was horrible. Um, but yeah, I guess obviously one thing I forgot to say when I one other bit of kit I took was two water bottles and heart rate monitor. And I had bags of like this is really dodgy actually. 
and looked really dodgy. Bags of weed, like no, no, no. I, well, no, I had, I have like a big tub of um, like sugar, cycling sugar mix, premix stuff. Right. It's basically a big old thing of like sucralose, not sucralose, the glucose, like glucose powder, and you pour it into your water bottle, and you have like a like a high carb, high calorie, not high carb, not high calorie, high carbohydrate sports drink. Um, yeah. So I portioned out. 40 grams of this like ubiquitous white powder <laughs> like put them in sandwich bags and stuck in the back so that really dodge. Um, but yeah i think the, the biggest problem i had with my bike is that um i didn't really put gears that were easy enough for me to go up mountains all day like normally this bike weighs about eight kilograms and i'm about 80 ish um and then you add an extra like eight kilos of bag of bags and stuff and the gears just weren't low enough like i've got this is a bit nerdy sam will understand this I've got 5236 right which is pretty big and then an 1130 and oh, that's, that's so bad oh my god how can you do why would uh, you do it's, that it's doable <laughs> but, yeah it's not awful <laughs> No, it's not awful, but it could be better. I should have put yeah. a compact. I should have put a compact on. I had like a 50, 30, 4, and then maybe put a 32 on the back. Because like it's fine to do a couple of thousand meters of climbing, just cash. Back to back, back to back to back to back. Yeah, but back to back to back. And then the weight also like the, the bags makes the weight feel a bit different on the bike. It's not bad. Mm. You can still get out of the saddle and like properly pull yourself around, but it just feels a bit different when you're climbing. Like you just weight it down and I, I probably wasn't fit enough. That's probably the biggest problem, is that I wasn't fit enough. What um, was the highest, and now I'll impress you, call of your trip? Didn't do any calls. Huh. Uh, I actually, I cycled up the second highest road in Wales, which is somewhere in Snowdonia. I can't tell you exactly what the highest point was. It looks like about 490 metres, which isn't that high. And in, let me have a quick look. In when I went over the Brecon Beacons, yeah, it was in Snowdonia, certainly about 490 meters. It was horrible though, cattle grids everywhere. It was like, because I got to the top oh. of this mountain and I was like, it's going to be a beautiful view. I'll see all of the countryside. And it was just 20 meter fog. And I had to go down the side of the mountain and it was like a 20% gradient. And I was, it started just starting to rain. And it was, you know, those Welsh roads that are like this wide. And I was like, sweet, I'm just going to hold the brakes on for this entire descent. And it took like 10 minutes of me bubbling my my brake fluid. It was great. You squeak all the way down? No, nah, it wasn't that squeaky. Oh, it's all right. I find it embarrassing when I squeak downhill, so then I don't put my brakes on. You're hardcore, that's why. <laughs> so yeah, day two, Aberystwyth, bit of a bit of a sort of, bit of a waste, really. Hotel was a bit Faulty Towers-esque. But again, I got I got to take my bike into the room, which was nice. Like, well, obviously I didn't tell them, I just sort of carried it up. But then they put me on like the fourth floor, there's only stairs, and I'm wearing like clippy, cloppy fucking cycling <laughs> shoes. And you're like, oh, yeah. Um, so I had to replan my route a bit after that. Uh, so on day three, I cycled from Aberystwyth to, and it was the best day. Like, the weather was beautiful. The countryside outside Aberystwyth is just like, like nothing else. Like, I went up this big hill and it was, it was basically like there's a few really tall valleys in that part of Wales and all of the main roads are on the top of them. Um, 
and they just snake along to the sea. So you got you get up onto the top of them. It took me like twenty five minutes of cycling up a hill to get up there, and then it was just like undulating, quick roads with mountain not mountains, but like just the most like typically Welsh scenery. Loads of sheep, nice and quiet, not many cars. And then I went down some valleys, and like you went down to a valley road, and you cross this old like stone bridge, and there's a river. And you go up the other side of this valley through like a forest. It was just, just stunning. Um, and then I had my only interaction with cyclists on the whole trip was when I was just getting into lunch to like, I stopped in Lampeter to have lunch. And I was, I started to feel a little bit tired. And then these like four Chinese or Taiwanese boys came past. I don't know if they were Chinese or Taiwanese. They were speaking Mandarin. So you go from there. Um, and I was like, I was a little bit tired. And I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to like hop on their back wheel and just let them, let the aero just fucking pull me along. I had like 20 minutes behind them. I had a chat with them. Uh, they were just the soundest guys. Uh, I've forgotten their names now. I should have written it down. Yeah, um, should, yeah you should have told them to listen to the Routing Round podcast. I did, but I don't think they, I don't think they, they computed that. Um <laughs> It's hard to talk. I've got quite a quiet voice. It's hard to talk when you're like cycling along. Um, and then, yeah, I went to Lampeter, had a weird conversation with some crackheads in a pub. <laughs> nice. And then cycled to Clandovery, which was fucking sick. That, that was my Clandovery was the fanciest place I stayed. It was like an attic room with a proper bed and a proper shower. And it was just plush. And um, my bike was minging. So I did that thing where you wash your bike in the shower. Have you ever done this, Sam? I've never. I know people who have, but I never have. No. I guess because you got a mountain bike. Sounds so Yeah, I just. I just do a, a water. For me, it's impossible. I got an e-bike. Ah, right. So it's like I, twenty-five kilograms of bike that I got to lug up the stairs and up into a bath. Like I just do a water bottle shower. When I used to live in halls, I used to do it a lot, and then obviously I didn't have any like equipment to do it outside, so I was like, I'll just do it in the shower. So just a quick like. Do the, do the drivetrain and do all of everything. But, use the, yeah. use the hotel someone, shower gel. <laughs> so for someone who isn't like a massive like bike connoisseur, <laughs> why do you need to clean your bike? Like if you're on the road as well, is it just so dirt I, I put, or? Yeah, so I put wet wet chain oil on, and it had just rained so much that it just washed off a little bit. And if it washes off, it gets really loud and squeaky, and it also wears your components down quicker. And it also is less efficient. So remember in uni, your chain looked black and it was all gunked up. Yeah. There we go. I had a little bit of extra lube with me, so I just degreased it and cleaned it up for the last day. Like last day, everything's clean, everything's fresh. You're ready for like, you know, it's like getting on a new bike. It gives that little bit of extra like encouragement to to really go nice and far. Um so my last day, I had quite I had like three or four pints that night. It was lovely. Oh, and I had a fuck. I had a vegan burger. It was so great. Yeah, that place was lovely. And I chatted to the bar staff. Uh, and yeah, lovely. And the last day was like where it all went. It went to shit. It was just horrible. So it was like 110 kilometers, about a thousand meters of climbing from Lampeter to Cardiff. Where I live. Yeah, we live in Cardiff, Wales. <laughs> and uh, I decided to. I planned it to go over three famous climbs in South Wales. So you've got 
Devil's Elbow, the Regos, and the Bulk. Sam, you might know. I know Bulk and Devil's Elbow, yeah. Yeah, so the Regos is near Hilwine. You know the zip line, the zip line in the valleys? No. Oh, oh no, it's the zip line up north. I know, yeah, I know what zip line well, yeah, there's, there's a few of them across Wales. Uh, so it's called What's zip, the zip line zip, in the south called? Zip World, zip line tower, zip world tower, yeah. Oh, I, did yeah. It, I did it a few weeks ago on the stag do. It was wicked. Um, oh, in Aberdeen. I do know this yeah, one. Aberdeen, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the Regos. That's the so the road up to the top of that is one of the big climbs in South Wales. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. So I decided to sack off Devil's Elbow because I was fucked, and it would have added an extra like ridiculous amount of climbing. Um, yeah. But I, so I got to I got to the main road. If you ever driven from Cardiff to Brecon, you know there's just as you've left gone past Merthyr, you get up, you start climbing, you go past Penavan. And you come yeah. to this like this like valley where the road comes around and it's like almost like an alpine road. Yes. So I cycled up that from Brecon. I was and it was nice, but it was pissing down. Like, oh. like hammering it down. Um and I sort of turned off and went over towards past Penderin, the whiskey distillery. Nice. <laughs> up to Aberdare. No, up to Hirwine, which is where Regos is, down to Treherbert and Triorki. And it was just it was like when it's so wet and cold that you're just it's just like soul destroying. You're just pedaling and it's just like water's flicking up at you. My gloves were so saturated with water that you'd squeeze your hands and it would like jizz out like water. It was gross. Um, and you do it every 30 seconds because it was just getting instantly like saturated again. I got to Triorki. And I had lunch and I called I called my, my wife and I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to go home. I want to get on the train. Because I was like, I was like shivering. And I, could, I only had like a, t- like a tiny little rain cape. So I had just like my short sleeve summer jersey. And I was, I was just like, fuck, I hate this. I hate everything about it. And then I was like, right, I'm going to get the train home. And thank God, the public transport is so shit in South Wales <laughs> that, that it was um, rail replacement bus service. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, can't even, bus, can't even get it if I wanted to. Um, so I had to just park with it. And I, by the time I got to Ponty, Pontypridd, it, it had just about stopped. And from there, it's like 10 miles, 16K. I know I just get home. And I got home and, I was, and no one was there because my wife was in work. I got in and I was like, oh, that's done. <laughs> better go for a shower now well, wonder what's for tea like, you know, like um, it's, it's quite anti it can be quite anticlimactic yeah just um, going back to normal life after doing something crazy like that and you're just like oh cool <laughs> but i, I guess like, oh, it's yeah. still it's still much better than doing the opposite though, because leaving you're like leaving home and trying to get to point b is not as cool as leaving somewhere than trying to get home. I don't know. I think, find that a lot hmm. nicer. I don't know. Like, I've done it. I've done it the other way around. Like, when I went to Copenhagen, obviously, we flew back from there. So we put our bikes on a, on a plane and just came back. And in some ways, it's a little bit soul-destroying because what takes took us 10 days of cycling to get to Copenhagen and then two hours of flying. And you're like... <laughs> I know it's obviously, it's like, it's it's comparing two very different things. But Did you cycle from the airport home? Uh, no, I st- no, I didn't. Uh, oh, you look, should have done that. 
No, because yeah. cheap flights to London, and so I probably was living in Swansea then. So I've got the train to Swansea and cycle oh, back. Fair, yes. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Uh, so yeah, now it's my little trip. It was fucking sick. You know, nice. It's one of those things. It's not like secondhand fun because like, at the time I really enjoyed parts of it. Um, just exploring. I, th- I I genuinely believe that exploring a country by bike is the best way to do it. Because hmm. you have the time. You you know you're you've got a max range you can't except for countries like luxembourg you can't go through it in, oh, yeah, well, no, in a mean, day like, no i mean like, you just cycle across luxembourg true, in an true, afternoon. Yeah, of course no um, well not a day yes about an hour or two really yeah is pushing it how how wide you is can luxembourg? spit from the east to the west right <laughs> actually yeah it depends how you do it if you do it the width then i guess like ways you can do it in a day as well the flat yeah parts. i mean i mean you could you could do north south in a day it's only 250k like it's not my my longest ride this year is 200k and it took me 10 hours so it's not like impossible it's, yeah yeah my longest but, ride this year was 60k and it took me three hours yeah <laughs> it's but was, the same kind of stuff though like you're I was, I was, in the I was mud in a, i was in a yeah. camp i was on the flat and had a little bit of a tailwind on the way back yeah um, so it's like you know it's, it's completely different types of things to be um, fair no i would like i completely understand what you're saying they're like exploring country by and for example like if you drive it's great i think because you can stop wherever you want and stuff but you are going fast like you can easily miss stuff because yeah. you are going like 50k an hour at a minimum if you're cycling you're taking it way more in i think and also but, the and, fact that you I, take very little with you you kind of rely on local stuff like if you're gonna eat your almost every time every evening you're gonna eat out yeah. like locally and stuff like that so i don't get what you mean and i would do it if i could be bothered <laughs> it's just like cycling so hard it's not that hard it, like, just everything like, about you your bike is great and stuff that's why it's probably not as hard but like getting but into to, it I, I the, really the experience hard. that you have with cycling is with I've a shit is... bike yeah like no this, this, no this before bike... i had decent bikes and i enjoy cycling but it's just and I've done all my long distance cycling on this. You don't have to get a good bike. I was just lucky I had some money and bought a fancy one with fancy electric gears and all that jazzy shit. Electric gears. What does that? Yeah, what man. does that even mean? Oh. I got. So yeah, instead got, of instead of cables, you just press a button and your gear goes. Right. Yeah, I got, so I've got Bluetooth Altegra. or something. Oh. No, it's, so it's not wireless. So, so SRAM SRAM is a component manufacturer. Have a wireless one. Shimano do. Oh, do you not have? It's not wireless then. No, it's all Tegra. It's wired. Ah, it's the wireless. That's, that's not we'll as see. cool. Still... <laughs> have you seen? Have you heard that they're trying to do wireless brakes? That's scary. Yeah, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Trust that, that is the sketchiest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wireless like, disc brakes. Like it's like everything about cars that is getting too automated. Like if you can't fix it yourself, it's just scary, isn't it? Like if you can't go and change a light bulb in a car, scary. Mm. If you can't like change a brake or like do something to your brake because there's like no physical cable or whatever the system is mm. that's the only thing like for this the only like mechanical tool for the gearing i took was the fucking charge cable to <laughs> to charge it up <laughs> i mean it's always it's easy to like adjust with like normal derailleur adjustments but it's not if it breaks like in hindsight you take a regular bike with cable gears and mm. cable brakes like my other one um I sound so fucking bourgeois. My other one, um, yeah. And if I'm, I'm planning another long one next year. It'll be longer than this one. Um, In the UK or? Yeah, I'm thinking Scotland. I, I really like the idea of cycling home. 
I don't want to do Land's End John O'Groats because it's, it's been too done re- to death. It's two really long train rides that I don't want to do. Like it's gonna take six hours to get to fucking Land's End. Hmm. And then if we get to John O'Groats, it'd be like day and a half to go home. And the cost of fucking train tickets now, it's gonna be like eight hundred like three hundred quid's worth of train tickets. Yeah. So oh, I think you know, yeah, exactly. You could, you could you could you know get a cheap room in Lanzarote for a week. So I'm probably just going to go to like, get which is your dream, room. isn't it? Like that's that's no, screams Tom. <laughs> no, Mallorca is where you want to go for cycling. Um, Benidorm. Oh yeah, I love Benidorm. <laughs> um, so I might just do Edinburgh and home. It seems like that'd take like six, seven days. It'd be cool. Yeah, um, I haven't been to the Lake District before, so. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I but, mean, uh, northwest way, uh, northwest Scotland would be pretty amazing, to be fair. Yeah. So you past get, Edinburgh, like, further up north. You've got to get the right time of year, though. You don't want to get, like, to eat, eat, eaten eaten midges. midges. Yeah, when I went to Scotland, I had no clue midges. Well, I, I knew bugs existed, but I didn't really know midges in the fact that Scotland was famous for it. And we yeah. went in May, and we quickly discovered that it's a massive problem. Yeah. Like, I, I did Ben it. Nevis. We turned up at, like, base camp um and everyone was weird it was like a lovely evening but everyone had like you know snuds up to you and beanies down to you and long sleeves on and me and my dad were like what's going, going on everyone <laughs> like it's such nice weather whoa whoa we said well tender we got cooking and we we're like oh i get it now and we we're just getting eaten alive yeah it was, it was so horrible bad. you I had to buy those the... you bought those yeah. net things didn't you? Yeah. Net. i just couldn't like it was so like my my forehead was just red because of mm. so many as like i had that many like spots you're, you're on my like a bee, face a beekeeper yeah, that's exactly what I look like, but like a really unprepared one. Like it, it looked like I had <laughs> very cheap gear. Yeah. <laughs> I think to to quickly talk about a point that we were mentioning earlier about how cycling through a country is the best way to see it. One thing that I wanted to add was the fact that you're limited to not being able to go on the quick roads means that you will see all of the weird small shit. Like I appreciate a lot of it's just going past fields with gates and sheep. That's Wales, like. But when I cycle through France, I'd be going on like between fields, and you know, just you just get you just get to the places that when you stick in on Google Maps, it's just not going to take you there. And yeah, that's the that's for me the joy of like just getting lost in the countryside and knowing like the next little town's you know ten mile away and it's going to have a shop with an old woman in it. They probably only sell Twixes, so it's Twixes for lunch, you know, like that type of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can definitely, like, do it with other vehicles, but the bike makes it, and the fact that it's also, like, a physical thing makes it a bit more rewarding mm. as well. I do want to do it one day, to be fair. Well, I'm a bike. This one. You wouldn't fit this one, thank God. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, get on, that's get on that's one. the one problem with having an e-bike, I think, is that I get, like, range anxiety, like if I put it in eco and I'm in the perfect settings and I'm, you know, not going ham like uphill and stuff, I can get pretty far on it. But obviously I'm not because it's an e-bike. So like you're using all the different gears and you're going up hills and it's like rough terrain. You probably get maybe 60 kilometers out of it. Maybe if you're lucky. So like, yeah, I'd love to be able to go further, but I have to buy another battery and that's like 300 quid. Or and carry it as well. Or just don't use an e-bike. No, yeah, totally. But I love my e-bike, so it's a different sport. That's the thing. Like, it's not like normal cycling. You you can do the techie uphills, and 
yeah, I just think it's crazy, like different sport completely. It's not cheating; it's a different sport. No, no, I, I've, I've not got. I've, I, I love e-bikes. I think they're great. Mm. I think they're, they're fantastic. Like in terms of getting the most out of like a bike park experience, when you, when you don't. Oh want God, to, yeah, just be able to laps and you, laps and laps. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to suffer to get back up to the top of a run. Yeah, e-bikes are great, and now that they're like light enough to be. They're, they're, like they're not as heavy as they used to be yeah no totally like i bought like a, a heavyweight e-bike compared to the ones that nowadays are so light like it's right, crazy so it doesn't one arm like it doesn't like mess around when you're like hitting jumps or like like the, like the weight distribution's way better and way more like i don't know with with the weight of the e-bike i find it goes through the air better it better. like it, it carries its like uh, momentum momentum a bit more yeah i don't know i can't do i, I don't it can also jumps. you know absolutely fuck you up because i brought my collarbone doing jumps so yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my that. collarbone oh nice oh look at us equals <laughs> i my, mine was uh getting my wheel stuck in a tram line in germany <laughs> don't recommend it that's embarrassing <laughs> yeah, it's fucking painful man <laughs> <laughs> but then you kept cycling instead of going to a and e so well, i didn't have insurance but you were still a, a member of the EU back then? You yeah, were... we were, but I didn't. I'm not smart enough to remember they've got those European medical yeah. insurance. Yeah, I just got. Say, I broke my thumb when I cycled to Barcelona. I just sort of just get on with it, didn't you? How'd you change gears? Electric, no? Just a button. Just a... Oh, no. road bike. Yeah. Yeah, road bike. Yeah, mine's all thumbs. Yeah, I'm all fingers. Yeah. Well, the ladies love me. Um... <laughs> So yeah, that's I guess that's about it really. You know what I'm saying? Worst place to stay. Don't stay in my country last. It's nice, but it's not worth it. See, I always find those type of hostels so interesting. There's one I, I my mom lives in Brecon, and like I drive past one in Bulk. And oh, I yeah. find it I'm always like, who stays in these hostels? In the middle of Brecon. Like it's all backpackers and shit, probably, but like it's just walkers, you know, yeah. trail runners. Yeah. It must be so interesting just to see who stays there, like. Must murderers. be fucking weirdos. Exactly. That's why I expect to stay there with murderers. <laughs> that, why, murderers. Why can't murderers just go to a normal fucking travel lodge? Like, because they have to stay in those little backcountry horrible places. You've got, you've all got, you've got to be different, haven't you? If you're a murderer, you, know, you need to like stand, like, you need to stand out from the crowd. Like that woman who killed all the babies. You know. Oof, yeah. Oh my god. She's yeah. doing her doing her own thing. <laughs> Do you see what BBC said about her? No. She's not the type of person you picture when you think of this type of thing. And I was like, who are you oh, picturing, BBC? Yeah. Who are you picturing? Hmm? Anne Whittacombe. Sue Anne Whittacombe. Anne Whittacombe. Sue Alla Breverman stomping on refugee mm. babies. Fucking yeah. bitch. Uh, it's reached that time of the episode again. Where yeah. we talk about Sue Alla Breverman and uh, what was the previous one? Pretty Patel. Uh, got any questions? I can just do a quick, <laughs> I'll do a quick fire. Would you do it again? Yes. That exact right. same trip. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do it backwards? Diff- no. I'll do different what, what do you mean like sat on your bike backwards or like No, would you start <laughs> at home and, and ride up? I'd like to do it with with someone. I'd like to have a friend in general. <laughs> um, I'd like to have a like a cycling friend to go on tours with. Um try and sneakily to get my wife into it. I need to buy her a road bike and do it up. And then I'll get her cycling and we'll go on tours. I bought um, Itana a bike and then I bought her a mountain. Well, she we bought a mountain bike and she she didn't like mountain biking. So now she's got like a little Pendleton Dutch oh, city bike. Nice. Oh, she cool likes that. Mountains. So that's good. We can go around town on it, but we can't go off road. What's the clearance? <laughs> What's oh, cool. the 
we did the um we did a canal run which was 50k on her old bike um which is mostly off-road and she locked out her elbows for the entire ride and she was like sam my shoulders are hurting i was like what do you mean how are your shoulders hurting and then i rode alongside her at one point and i was like babe have you been riding with your elbows locked out the entire time she's like yeah i was like that's your suspension like she'd literally just been yeah that makes sense stiff she was crying 50k she was crying on the way home we got home and our the people who lived beneath us in the flat beneath us they'd gone to a wedding they'd saw us leave and they saw us come home and they're like you're not only just getting back you we were like yeah yeah and i told her, i was like yeah we're just going home now <laughs> oh that's, that's sad man. was that the last time you did <laughs> you went on a that ride actually <laughs> might have been the last time she rode that bike and then she sold it <laughs> But she but enjoys the city rides, so it's that's fine. not the bike's fault. <laughs> no, not at all. It's my fault for not teaching her how to ride a bike <laughs> off road. Ah, you pick it up um, exactly. Yeah, I'd probably go with someone else. I think that would be nice. But you need to have the right person. Like I've done longish ones before, and if someone like you both go through peaks and troughs at different times of happiness, so you need to have the right person who isn't gonna basically like belittle you when you're having a low point, and then cycle really hard when you're like like isn't gonna like when you're feeling down they aren't gonna, just gonna make you feel worse because mm. it can get really great on you but it's nice to have someone to sit behind and get some free wind shade so that. any any listeners who want to uh apply for the position of uh tom's <laughs> friend yeah god <laughs> we could auction that off as a prize we might get like 30p out of them um <laughs> auction it off <laughs> and ride with tom bring your own gear yeah, 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 bikes will not be supplied. Um, <laughs> and you must bring your own snacks and my snacks. <laughs> um, Best yeah. trail snack. Oh, we don't call it trail snacks, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, true. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a naked bar. What do roadies call trail snacks? Food. Oh, boring. Oh, Sam, you call it fuel. So let's I call uh, it fuel. I call it pocket food. <laughs> uh, I had a mixture of gels. So I'd have like three or four gels. And then naked bars, love them. Just mm. like, yeah, naked bars, cliff bars, trek bars. If they're the yeah. shops have them, just anything. Grenade like bar? No, no, I don't know. Oh, I, too, love, like, I love a grenade bar. They're too bar. chewy. I, like when I'm cycling, I just want to be able to like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> basically like deep throw it, just get it inside <laughs> me. Instead, it digest. Fuck chewing. Yeah, and I feel the naked bar. You can like. <laughs> Okay. Really <laughs> so yeah, that's my my, my go to. Maybe and sometimes a banana, but do you tape the banana to your top tube? I stick it in my jersey pocket. Ah, uh, fair. Like a normal person. I tape like, why would you tape it? Do you not have pockets or something? Well no, if you do no 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 no. And if I've you don't got... have a backpack, then you just that's a good point. Do you carry a backpack or just all on your bike? All on my bike. Interesting. I used okay. to other times I've done it with a backpack and it's yeah. really painful. After a couple of weeks of carrying everything on your back, it's, yeah, fair. Oh, it's not fun. Would you mix it? Would you have some in your backpack and some on your bike, or would you just always keep it on your bike now? All bike now, yeah. I wouldn't. Mm, I wouldn't okay. put anything on. Like aside from stuff I keep in my pockets, like my gels my, rain, my raincoat. Yeah. No gels. Gels I had in my top tube bag. So oh, of just, course. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It would just be phone, gloves, coat, and wrappers because you got to put things in the bin. You got to recycle. Nice, yeah. If it is recyclable, obviously. Um, yeah. One thing we didn't say to start this podcast, if you're enjoying this type of freeform content, not about countries, but about uh, adventures and activities, like, follow, subscribe, 
share, comment, rate, rate, give us a thumbs up on Spotify. Five stars at minimum. Hit that bell notification. Whatever you see fit to support us. Yeah, on all of your on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, what's what's next episode's agenda? I don't know, but like I think next week, or maybe not next week, but in two weeks, I'll be able to depending if what time you record, like phone into your episode while I'm on my travel somewhere in the Baltic States. So just to recap, you're off to Poland, Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia? Yes. And so- I have the first five days planned because I want to watch some obscure football. So I'm going to go watch Poland against Faroe Islands. And then I'm going to go Ooh. watch Lithuania against Serbia. And wow. then after that, I've got nothing planned. So I'll just, I've got my, my one man tent and, uh, That'll be really tasty, the Serbia-Lithuania game, because presumably the Lithuanians hate the Serbs now first, all their Russia friendliness. Yeah, potentially, and Serbs like to travel for their football, so I secure my tickets for 10 euros, and hopefully I'm not in the Serbian block. You could pass as a Serb, you're just tall. Are they tall? Yeah, they're pretty tall. You look like like Novak Djokovic. Yeah, if I shave, yeah. They're spitting image. So we'll, we'll, so yeah, my, my point was we're going to do, we'll, we'll come up with some like true or false fact statements about those countries and see how well you've immersed yourself into that, that culture. That's a good shout because I, I've done very little prep. So it will all be on location learning. And but also, yeah. if anyone's also people listening to this, if you've got any recommendations for any of those four countries, so Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, comment, send, send us a, send uh, an Instagram message. And, yeah, uh, please do actually, because and if you're from any of those countries and you'd like to host Ed, yes, <laughs> you've got all the good ideas. That's great. Save me <laughs> money on places I to think, stay. I can I stay the, in your I, garden. I've got a tent. It's all good. I think the problem is we're not geography now. We don't have. <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, have literally. <laughs> if there's one listener from Lithu- Lithuania, I'd be quite impressed. But yeah. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, obviously do everything that Tom said. Uh, and we'll see you soon in a different country or somewhere. Smooth. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Bye. Ta-ra. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.